regret, guilt's little brother, or maybe it's twin. We all live with things we wish we'd done differently, or things we wish we hadn't done at all. But sometimes, those things come back to haunt us, literally. Welcome to Storyteller's Pub, where we always have something dark on tap. Now sit back and relax while I present to you, Unto Death. The bedroom curtain danced in the light breeze as the summer moonlight streamed through Lee Denning's window. The soft radiance didn't wake him. It never did, and yet, as happened at 12 o'clock every night, his eyes opened and he knew he was done sleeping. He felt his wife's presence in the sheets next to him. He heard her light breath and knew that like him, she was awake. He sighed into the quiet and reached for his matches to light the tall candle he kept on the nightstand. The flickering firelight danced on her features cradled in the pillow. A soft night of sleepy hair clouded around her face, allowing a few strands to whisper down her cheek and neck. He resisted the urge to brush them away. Did you tell her? She asked, her voice barely rippling the night air. He rolled onto his side, faced her, and whispered, It was a good day. I got Layla to school on time. She wanted to wear her jeans and that purple t-shirt, the one with the picture of Bluey on it. You know the one. I made her take her coat. She wanted her friends to see the shirt, but I thought it might rain. I packed a peanut butter sandwich, chips, and apple slices. I added a cookie for dessert. I hope that's okay. Her teacher stopped me to say she's doing fine. She's caught up on her letters, and she thinks she'll have her math skills up to speed by the end of the year. She was so happy to see her friends, like they hadn't seen each other in months instead of just a weekend. Remember her best friend, Shelly? She ran up and gave her a huge hug. Then the two of them walked into class with their arms around each other. She shouted over her shoulder, See you later, Dad. After school, she came running out carrying a picture she'd finger painted. She said it was of you. I told her it was beautiful and hung it on the fridge. We walked home in the light drizzle. As we walked, she told me how she got into a fight with a new girl over the swings. The girl wouldn't let her have a turn and they got to pushing each other. The teacher broke it up and gave them a timeout on the bench. The girl's name was Sophia. They started talking and it turns out, Sophia loves killer whales, so of course they're best friends now. I wish I could make friends like that. Remember how it used to be? Hi, I'm Lee. Do you want to be my friend? It's so easy for them. So forgiving. Anyway, she wants to have Sophia come for a sleepover this weekend. I told her we'll see. We watched a little TV after school. I, I didn't see the harm since it was wet out. I made her hot cocoa and we talked about her day. Lee licked his lips knowing there wasn't a lot more to tell, wishing there was, wanting to draw out the story to forestall the inevitable. She had a couple of homework pages today, not too much. 
They want to make sure she catches up before she's done with kindergarten. The real work starts in first grade, but they insist she's doing fine. We had fish sticks for dinner. I insisted she eat her broccoli. She didn't mind too much. She's such a good eater. After dinner, we played Candyland. I let her win. She asked if we can get a puppy. I said, we'd see. Maybe we will this summer so she can spend more time with it. There never seems to be enough time, does there? He turned his head to look at the candle. Hash marks had been scratched into the wax. The flame burned a hair's breadth above the next one. His heart racing, he picked up the pace. I put her to bed at eight just like we used to. I read her a chapter from Charlotte's Web. She begged me for a second. You know how she loves story time. The soft white light sharpened, taking on a green tinge. Lee had to hurry. We did butterfly and Eskimo kisses before I switched off her nightlight. Oh, she wanted me to say, tell mommy how much I love her and miss her. Then I closed her door. Oh, this is new. She wants to leave her door open just a crack. I think it makes her feel safer hearing me move around. A tear dripped from her eye to dampen the pillow. You need to tell her. A chill crept up his back and arms. A line formed between her brows as she narrowed her gaze. She spoke, her whispers harsh and jagged in the otherwise silent night. We were late to the party. The minute we arrived, you headed for the bar. We have some catching up to do, you said. So full of yourself, so brash. Being with me wasn't enough. You had to fill the place. You had to be bigger than you felt. Did the drinks help? Lee fought the urge to look at the candle. I asked you how you felt. You were amazing, you said. You'd only drunk your minimum, but you couldn't pronounce the word. His wife rolled onto her back, stared at the ceiling as she spoke. I asked you if you wanted me to drive, remember? You scoffed at me. You were fine, you said. I watched you stumble. But you caught yourself. You said you'd stepped on a rock. But there wasn't a rock, was there? I thought we'd be okay. Hoped we would. It was just a short drive home, after all. We'd always been fine before. You pulled out onto the street. As we merged onto the freeway, you swerved. What did you see? Why couldn't you let me drive? Why did you have to drink? Why couldn't we have just stayed home? I wanted to stay home on New Year's, remember? But you insisted, and you swerved. There was nothing in the road. What did you think you saw? The tires screeched. It seemed like the world spun around us. I screamed. For hours, it seemed, we spun, and I screamed. A bag exploded from the wheel. I know, because I watched. I saw it pop out, and your head disappeared inside it as my seatbelt gave out, and I flew out of my seat. I felt like my mind was three steps ahead. Grab something, hang on. But there was no time, nothing to hold. Blood flowed from the back of her head onto her pillow. Lee wanted to close his eyes, look away. He couldn't. He lay frozen as she continued. My head blasted through the glass, then I was over the hood, still flying. 
The world stopped and I was flung from it. I watched the guardrail pass beneath me and still, I kept going. Lee pulled the blankets tight, a cocoon that gave neither protection nor comfort. I hit the asphalt head first and bounced, arched up into the air and then tumbled. The world spun again in a different direction. Her eyes swelled shut. Her nose collapsed sideways. Her front teeth, once perfect in the soft moonlight, smashed inward. Blood streamed from her mouth. Her face distorted further as her jaw broke with an audible crack. Headlights reflected in her eyes. Tires screamed as the first car slammed its brakes. It skidded over my body. I can still hear it, feel my shoulder ripping apart, my hip crumble. Her outline morphed from soft curves to a shape almost unrecognizable as new lumps and indentations appeared under the blanket. I'd splurged on a mani-pedi for the party. She held up her hand, a bouquet of mangled fingers shooting in every direction, the ruined paint indistinguishable from the blood. I had to watch as the final car sped toward me. It veered at the last second, or tried to, it was too late, and the tires skidded over my skull. Her head collapsed, bits of her splattered the sheets, the headboard, and his face. Her voice echoed. You need to tell her what you did. Lee sobbed as he did every night, as he'd done since that one fateful night. After a while, he got up and cleaned the room, gathered her mangled bones in the sheets, carried them downstairs and stashed them in the pantry. In the morning, after he'd left their daughter at school, he took his shovel and redug a hole in the yard and placed his wife inside, then headed off to work. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, please subscribe and share it with someone you know who loves horror, paranormal thrillers, and things that scratch on your door in the dead of night. You can contact me anytime through my website, storytellerspub.com. The Deal was written and performed by D.L. Strand. The Storytellers Pub podcast is a production of Storytellers Publishing. I'm D.L. Strand. Thank you for joining us here at the pub. Please, come again. <laughs>